Today is March 2nd. The Yankees spring training lineups are starting to get real. Hopefully not too real. Mm. Let's talk all about it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Weekly a little schmooze at the end. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 859, brought to you by SeatGeek, code John Boy. Preseason will help you out there. My name is Jimmy, talking with Jake. Producer BBD in the corner. I'm coming to you from Jersey City. Jake's coming to you from Manhattan with the Beebs. Jake, I have something to say before uh, we get rolling into Yankees talk. But first, how are you doing? Good to see you. Good morning. Facial hair is coming in nice. James Davis, everybody. Good to be back. Uh, Done getting married. Never doing that again. Jim, I think it. You know, we've got the TPPs or the PPPs and TPPs on Talk of Baseball, which is a good way to keep our voice going. I think you and me, I think we only have one ep together in the last like month and a half. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, February stinks. We hate you, February. Luckily, it's the shortest month. Um, Jim, pretty good time to be in New York City. Knicks have run off seven in a row. The Rangers, they traded for Patrick Kane. And they snagged a couple things, and the New York Yankees rolled out their A lineup yesterday. So we know what's coming this season. Um, I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to get into it. You know, peeling the curtains back. We got some more PPPs we're recording today. Got some big blitz ball stuff coming up. Big March. February's out like a lamb, March is in like a lion. I like that. Yeah. I'm at the warehouse right now. I got the view of the Blitzball field, just like uh, visualizing before we attack the new studio. This place is going to come along nicely. We'll be doing some shows here during the year time. And sometimes it's like a replica of the one you're in now. Uh, What I needed to say before we start the show is um, Maddie Mass, um, who is employee here at John Boy Media, Ordered those subscriber frames from that YouTube sends you 100,000 subscribers. You get a plaque and shit like that. And we have some for a couple of our channels. And I've never fully cared about these uh, numbers or things. But now he's like dangled the carrot. Mm. And I went and checked some subscribers. And the Talking Yanks subscriber number on YouTube yeah. is embarrassing. Um, it's our second biggest show on the whole network. In like a landslide, it does really well. You know, we're partners with Yes Network. We have a big announcement coming up. Uh, I understand that people that aren't Yankees fans don't like subscribing to the channel. And I also understand that we're podcast first. We get most of our listens on the podcast apps and audio only and not YouTube. We're going to be bringing some more like YouTube video stuff. Uh, to you, the pregame shows are coming back. I think there's some ideas to do like little short form videos here and there mm. throughout the season as we go. But if you are, if you're a new uh, fan, I'm not asking you because you know t- try us out, uh, test it out. But we're under 50k on Talking Yanks, and the amount of channels that are above that that have less audience 
is crazy in our network. Yeah. Like Jolly's beating us. We got Ooh. ice beating us. Warehouse games beating us. Uh, talking baseball. Th- that's fine. It, it's a bigger audience, bigger show. But yeah, so I'm kindly asking. This does, number does matter for subscribers, for events. Like if we want to go rent a place out to do a live show, if we want to um, get this sponsor or that, like they do look at this number. It's an easier barrier of entry for us. So if you haven't subscribed, but you regularly tune in, uh, we'd appreciate it because I, I got to get that number up. So I think I'm going to start asking. I won't do a whole spiel like this mm. every show, but that is just not representative of what we've built here. And the audience we have, like I can see how many people return to the channel every week and it's nearly double our current subscriber yeah. number. So I'm kindly asking if you've been with us for a while, if you want to help out, please subscribe to the YouTube channel talking Yanks. Cause right now it's a bad look. Bang. We could very easily be doing better on that number. We, yeah, we should. Okay. Um, Talk about bad luck. Yankees put out their lineup yesterday, Jake. I know you want to catch up on some other topics, and we can, but um, they put up that lineup yesterday, which was just the same lineup as last year. Uh, and it was, dude, it was a little stomach rattle. And and I don't want to overreact to a February lineup at all because um, I, I really don't think this is going to be the case. But I spent much of last year tempering you and Joe's thoughts when they called up Peraza. And I was like, guys, he's not taking over. Like, like you don't allow yourself to believe that. And then he didn't. And then, um, you know, until Cabrera did. And I haven't been playing that game with myself. And even Jeff Nelson on the broadcast yesterday was like, I got to think Peraza is the starting shortstop breaking camp. And I'm, and I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't know, man. I really don't. No. Uh, so it was, you know, Hicks in left. IKF at short. Donaldson at third. Yeah, I mean, hey, going back to last year, I, I think the original bet that we landed on was will Peraza start a playoff game and he ended up. So I'll, I'll take half credit for that. Um, no, man. I mean, we, there's there's been some comical endings to talking Yanks episodes because I've, you know, been like, hey. You know, I kind of threw it out there. You know, first transaction the Yankees did was lock IKF, $6 million. $6 million. This isn't... We've seen this team get rid of middle relievers they used for 50 games for 1.2 mil to save money. Like, they're giving IKF 6 mil. He's still on the team. He was the starting shortstop all last season. Uh, and they hate using what could be his versatility, being a gold glove third baseman. Uh, potentially being able to play second base, maybe even some outfield. We heard rumors about that, although we've got some good news. Uh, well, some judge rumors that you and I haven't really discussed yet, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, man, I uh, I don't know. I, J- Joe's keeps saying it's a puzzle piece that has, like, too many of the wrong puzzle pieces in it, and you're just like, wait, why is that here? Um, I need male, two males, two females, opposite side. Right. You know, a good, you know, I was going to go into some electrical outlet talk, but I'll save that for another time. I kept it puzzles. But no, man, I know. I was stopping myself. Um, that yeah, you see that lineup come out yesterday and DJ Judge Rizzo, Stanton, which by the way, hey, yeah, I, I still want to poker with that crew. Um, 
Donaldson, Bader, Hicks, okay. Um, and then Higgy, IKF, the catcher, as we did on numerous pregame shows last year. Unfortunately, it's, it's a little rude to two really nice guys on the team, but the catcher's the catcher, and we're, we're okay with that. Markdown catcher, BBD has another topic to have on this episode as we keep mm. losing catchers, but not yet. Marked. Um, Written. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where we've done the left field dance for a while, and I, I like Oswaldo a lot, and his quotes keep getting better and better, and he's, he's responding to kids in the DMs on his birthday yesterday because he's just a nice cat. Um, but Aaron Hicks also gets paid money, and a lot of times that's what dictates – at least early in the season decisions. And if Donaldson, who's on the books, uh, you know, lined up for this year and next year for, I think it's 29 mil, uh, IKF getting six mil this year and Hicks at 10, you know, the Yankees are going to flush out those guys as much as they can because they're invested in them. And yeah, it's a little scary that if nothing else happens, which, you know, we're starting to get into spring training, it's March. We're, what, four weeks? Four weeks away from opening day? That I don't know if that if any transaction is happening. And I think the Yankees owe these guys money, and they're going to try to see if they work. And that's, uh, it just makes the early part of the season a lot less exciting. Can I tell you what's making me really nervous? Yeah, man. I like reading tea leaves, correct? Yes. Pretty good at it. Pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Yankees won't rip the Band-Aid off, man. Right. And they, the longer we get here to like, to like we're getting into like kind of realer lineups, the tea leaf we need to see is Peraza at short, IKF at second, or IKF at third to start a spring game. And if they're telling us that IKF is not going to be the starting shortstop, that he hasn't won the job already, uh, that you know it's up for grabs in camp, and that you're going to use IKF's versatility as a bench player, why hasn't he started at another position yet? And the longer they go, now it can happen. They, they very well can be waiting for Glaber to go to WBC, so they're getting Glaber as many reps as he can right now. He right. is the most active, like he has played the most because they want to get him ready, make sure he doesn't go hurt himself and all that. Um, and then once Glaber's gone, maybe then we're going to see Peraza at short, IKF at second or whatever. But hey, man, we got to see that. And the longer you take to rip that Band-Aid, the longer you're going to take to actually rip that fucking Band-Aid. And last year, it took until you were on the brink of elimination. Yeah. And then you said, all right, let's rip it. So like, Come on, it's spring training. Just do it. It should have been day one. But they're just babying this whole process so much. Day one, they should have been like, it's the start of spring training. Funky lineups are galore. And they should have went IKF at second, uh, Oswaldo at third, and Peraza at short. But And if these guys are going to work together in the infield, you need to. You need to mix and match. So I'm getting so worried about this. Like First game, shortstop. IKF, second baseman, Glaber. Makes sense because Glaber's got to get reps in. You go to the next game. Peraza started at shortstop. Jamie Westbrook was at second base. I believe that was a, a split squad. Split squad next yeah. game, Volpe starts at shortstop. That was the split squad um, 
with um, another young guy we, you don't know. Hit a nice homer, place. actually. What's that guy's name? The um, second baseman? He crushed one. People Jesus Bastidas. Yeah. Bastidas. He poked one. Bastidas. Yeah. Um, okay, the next game, Glaber's at second again and leading off because, again, they're getting him a lot of reps. And Peraz is at shortstop. So now, now Glaber's played with IKF and Glaber's played with Peraz. This is something they're going to be looking at as these are his shortstop mates that he wants to get in sync with and he's leaving. Then IKF plays shortstop and leads off and Volpe's at second base. That doesn't make much sense, but okay, whatever you want to do, get Volpe some, some time. Then Glaber's back at second base and Peraz is at short like that. And then DJ's at second and IKF set short, and this is today's game. Volpe's at second, so we're getting this kid a lot of reps at second, and Peraza is at short. Why isn't IKF moving around? You have to do this. Otherwise, you're going to corner yourself into not doing it. And if he's not the starting shortstop, then he's utility infielder. So maybe they're waiting for Glaber to go to Venezuela for the or play for Venezuela for the World Baseball Classic. But if you're just asking me what's something I'm like honing in on, like trying to read tea leaves, it's when are they going to actually do what they said they were going to do and set themselves up to not be trapped again. And they haven't done it yet. Well, and okay, let's I, like, like you said there, cause I, you know, I'm kind of in lockstep with you. Oh, it, I'll acknowledge it again. This is still the first like full week of games, right? I think games Sat- last Saturday week. was the first. We're very game. early, but that's my point. Is right, like- right, and I. But even uh, adding to that, Oswaldo uh, Cabrera has been mostly playing third base. I think. I think he's playing third base again today, and I think I've seen yeah, highlights of him playing today. third base. Like tying it all into that big picture, which is everything we talked about last year. Um, you know. I, <laughs> I like that Oswaldo Cabrera is good at third base because it seems like he's good everywhere he plays. But third base, in theory, <laughs> isn't where he's going to be playing. Like, I think it's one of two guys that are going to be over there any day. And that's the weird thing with the infield because whether you're on the Volpe hype, hype train, and you know, I, I don't know if that hype train's here in May or, or ever. <laughs> like, let's not do that game right now. But you know, right now, second base and third base are crowded. Shortstop, we kind of wish wasn't crowded. We'd love to know who's who's getting to play there. And then if you've got Oswaldo Cabrera, who is our versatile utility knife in there, and hey, maybe this is the first week of spring training. And like you said, when Glaber goes to the WBC, and maybe if Higgy goes, um, you know, maybe we see, you know, maybe we look back and we say, oh, that was the first week of spring training. You know, Oswaldo hasn't played third in you know, three weeks. They they did it at the start of spring. Like, maybe we can circle back on that. But yeah, like, you know, the, the kid who's supposed, who honestly has the best, the highest ceiling of a left fielder for us this year, like, he needs reps in left field. Um, and I, I need the shortstops, the other shortstop options getting reps at shortstop if it is open and everyone's going to play everywhere. So yeah, no, I, those are all fair concerns. Yeah, and again, it's early, but this is all we have to go off, right? right? Like, we're talking about what is in our brain after one week of games. And this is what's in my brain is that, yeah, this can all be nullified quickly. But, like, let's do it and then not worry about it. If I, if we're into March 14th and IKF still hasn't played second or third, 
then I'm really worried. So it, it can be scrapped easily, but that's just like kind of something I'm watching for. Oswaldo Cabrera has played, started in left and then third and then third and then third. I was interested in who's been starting in left and you had Oswaldo play left. You had Hicks start in left. Willie Calhoun got a start in left. Aaron Hicks got his second start. Nick Florio got, got a start one. in left. Yeah, Ortega got one. Hicks got three. Thick Willie And Hicks Calhoun. started at DH. They are setting up Hicks to win the left field job, which maybe that's is fair, you know. Well, um, there's one very there's one very big caveat to that, Jim, and that big caveat is brought to you by Roman, especially Roman hair loss. I've been looking at too many pictures of the back of my head recently, whether it's a Bino stream hmm. or whether Jeremy took a picture of me walking on the street today uh, and I dodged a woman really well. She was head down coming at me and I put a full juke on her. Jeremy, uh, who we work with, was right behind me and took a picture. And there was a little area of not hair that I didn't like. And if you're dealing with that, which 42% of men experience moderate to extensive hair loss in their lifetime, go to Roman uh, and address it. They've got a bunch of different products there. Uh, they've got, I think, four different hair loss packages, and you can pick the right one for yourself. Complete a free online visit with a U.S. licensed professional, and Roman will ship it to you in a discreet packaging with free two-day shipping, so you get started quick. So what you need to do is go to ro.co slash johnboy. That's R-O dot co slash johnboy for 20% off your first order. We got a link in the description. You guys know him by this point. Go check out Roman for yourself or maybe a loved one that's dealing with this. Code slash johnboy, 20% off. Jim. The big wrench yeah. I was going to talk about is the big man who supposedly is supposed to play a left field game next week, they said. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I... Where are you on that? Because I talked I talked about that with Joes, but I haven't talked about it with you yet. Sure, maybe 10 times this year it happens. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen a ton. Um, sounds like a good spring training thing to have in your back. It is not plan A. But if they get caught needing, I think it's a fail safe and they'll prep for it now, which is great. Prep for it now. And, you know, I don't think Judge is going to get regular run in left field. But if if there's a time where Rizzo needs the DH, it should be available. Judge plays one game, a homestand in left field, or maybe on the road he plays left and Stan plays right. Or, or I guess Stan would play the easier uh, corner spot. Right. But, um, it's it's a good thing to vocalize. I think that's what I said when we talked about it. Like, put this out there because so, you hold yourself to it a little bit. But I, I mean, I don't think you're. I don't think it's going to be like when they were like Judge is going to play center, and then Judge was playing eighty games in center field. Yeah, I guess I I guess that's the wild card we don't know about because going back now, uh, twenty twenty one Judge plays twenty twenty one starts twenty three games in center. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit of a baseline, but, you know, they fought that like hell. Um, you know, Judge had played center in the minors. He said he loved playing center. He's a college center fielder, um, and they just never let that happen. And then, yeah, 2022, he plays 78, uh, 78 games in center field. So, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see. that. Like you said, they talked about it, what the Yankees normally don't do. Um, and then now that they put a date out there for him to play left field, I wonder how much it is on the table because um, he played a lot of center field last year. And 
I don't know. I, I mean, left field at Yankee Stadium is a big boy position. Um, I, I'm interested to see how many games he plays this spring training. Um, you know, I think I said two really puts it on the board for me. Um, and let's get there. Um, if he starts playing it, you know, if for these next four weeks we're talking about Judge two, three times a week playing left field, you know, it, it might be a lot more in play than we think. The problem is <laughs> corner outfield still needs a solution, and Stanton playing right field regularly is not the solution. And if you're going to play as Waldo or Hicks, you might as well put them in left field. Yeah, exactly. So I it, don't it's know. just a way to get Stanton a game in the field once every six, once every homestand, which we did the math. I forget what episode that was. Like, What's once a homestand? Was that what that was with you? Right, yeah, I did that, that math, and it was a, like that was one of our last big math pods. But it was like it was like, it was, it was like fourteen 15, times. Yeah. It was like twelve times. So that's that. I could be wrong. I'm just, but that's my my gut reaction. Is like we're we're talking about getting Stanton in the field twice a twice a homestand, once in left, once in in right. Like like how many and, games and it, are they really going to do with that? And where they're not just going to give Judge the DH day. Yeah, and so like many. of those twelve were stands playing right, how many judge might get the DH, but he might not. So I'm, I have no idea. I'm I'm looking at this like six to ten, six to fifteen times. I could be wrong, and he could get a ton of run out there. But that's just my gut is like that's what they're prepping for, mm. is if stands healthy and you want to keep him active but not everyday fielder, and this is you get him one time in left, one time in sometime when he's in right. Judge will play left, and you're looking at, you know, six to fifteen times. That's my thought, but I'm mean, I'm not, yeah, guaranteeing or I, I, anything. I like guess that. the what just surprised me. I brought out I brought up Stanton from last year because you know it, Stanton got hurt second half of the year, and I I was trying to picture it. You know, I remember he was playing a lot. You know, Stanton played 34 games in right field last year. So and, and that was in you know an injured Stanton season. So I. Hey, maybe there's a little more potential than I, I think you and I are both thinking right now. Like he was um, on pace for way more. Like obviously, yeah. they, like if he they had cut it off season. after he got hurt. How many of the? Because Judge was a center fielder. Yeah. Opened so, up a so lot. Hey, if, if Bader can play center, Judge Stanton, and then that leaves DJ to DH, I guess. Um, or you give Rizzo the day, DJ DHs. I don't know. How did DJ do DHing? Does he hate that or does he love that? He's only. I feel like he's only done it like once a year or something, and the numbers are bad. But it's it's been so few times. Yeah, I don't think he does it a lot. Yeah, he's done ten games. Didn't do great. Hit well as a third baseman. MLB Network had him as a top third baseman. Defense was good over there. Interesting. He started seven games at DH last year. I'm shocked it's that many. Me too, kind of. Did he start like all the games? No, because he was fielding at the end. They said the toe thing didn't affect his fielding. Right. Just like Uh, another weirdest thing. April 22nd, two in April and then April 30th. So it was an early thing to get Donaldson and Glaber in. When they were all going. Oh my God. April 30th, DJ leadoff DH Donaldson two. Yep. Gross. Oh my God. They did they that Donaldson anyway. They did that another time. 
May 16th, DJ leadoff DH Donaldson to third base. So that was their sit judge um, lineup. Ew. And then not until July 13th. And yeah. Yeah. Found one in uh, August, two in August. Uh, one of the, so Boone uh, was talking to Kay. And he keeps making the point about um, the spring training battle. How it's really, you know, opening day is just opening day, but things change. And his his point in the end, what he's been saying is, it's very interesting how he's been wording this. And I would love to be able to ask him a follow up on it because he's saying, um, "Shit, I wish we had the audio." He's saying that the gist of it is spring training doesn't matter. Right. He's saying it is a battle. We don't have our mind made up, but we're going to go with the best option available. And that may not be who had the best spring, mm. which is such a roller coaster of an answer to me because it's basically like, so you do already have it made up and spring training isn't the evaluator you're yeah. going with. Do you, do you understand? Like my, con, is my confusion warranted there? Like yeah, that's how he, he answered it. He's ba that's basically code for, um, whoever's healthy. Or we already know. And, and that's what I'm saying. Minor league they stuff, they yeah. know. So as long as they're healthy, that's what's happening. And I think we saw that in yesterday's lineup because we saw it all year last year. Volpe is going to start in AAA, and we're fine with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love to be shocked, but there's no piece of data no. that tells us he would be on. And even if he's on, who's out? We're already yeah, they would. The, we already have, have bodies at those positions. We just don't know what to do with them, or the bodies that we'd rather not watch play baseball for the Yanks. Uh, They've got big old contracts, so. You know how I'm a fan of the web dog now? Obviously. Um, I root for him. Ryan Weber. Ryan Weber. I root for him. He was in there pitching the other day. He was reaching back to second base, tossing the pill. I liked it. I <laughs> Genuinely. I've turned a leaf. I am rooting for Ryan He'd Weber. He'd be great at blitz ball. He'd be gross. Would. Yeah. MLB pitcher. I really, and people aren't going to believe me when I'm saying this, and that's fine. They don't have to. I really want to see positive changes in IKF's defense that I like. Okay. Like when you watch Volpe play shortstop and the no hesitation and just throws it and you watch Peraza and you're like, yeah, that looks like a shortstop playing shortstop. I haven't seen a lot of action IKF at short yet. I feel like if there was a bad play, it would have been all over Twitter. I haven't been like incredibly honed in. The baseball savant isn't working yet. I can't just pull up plays. Um, when I was watching the game the other day and he was in, I was actively rooting to be like, I hope he worked on it, man. He His quotes at the end of the season were that he was asking the Yankees for help because it was the worst he's ever felt defensively, and he wanted to not be bad defensively, and he wanted to improve. He got benched in the postseason. You know, this is a guy who's motivated to work and change. And I haven't, 
I haven't not seen it. I haven't seen it because I just haven't right. like li- like literally watched. Uh, I haven't like taken in a play, but I'm rooting for different footwork for a, a, maybe different positioning in the infield so we can come in on the balls easier for the double clutch to be to be gone and and the throws to be sh- I'm rooting for it I really am not don't want him to be starter but I just like man what a tough season for him um he got benched in the postseason during a do or die game I am rooting for that that being said I'm rooting for him to also kick ass at second and third and be a utility guy if he's on the roster because they're paying him money but I don't know if he will be. Yeah, it's one of those weird things because the <clears throat> like we know from that Yankees meeting where he asked for help and they were like, "No, you're good." Um, you know, I think the New York Yankees view him through a very different lens. I think they view him as a three-war player last year that you know steals bases and plays top six defense. You know, um, you know as as everyone aims for. So there's I, a new defensive metric they just created that likes him. Perfect. It it has the exact opposite of every other defensive metric. Right. Have you seen this at all? No. It's called like range something. Um Ah oh, uh, shit, I forget. So it's an east uh, and west I've thing. Seen it. Yes. And yeah. and it doesn't That's what he's good at. I don't think it takes into account finishing the play. Getting to the ball. Good at that. Yes. He is good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's, uh, yeah. And again, going back to the scope of what we have, it's still week one. Let's see what else happens. I mean, even, you know, it, I'll, I'll defend Donaldson for a second because he definitely has a chance to bounce back and be better than what he was last year. I mean, Brian Hoke was on with us, said he, there was rumors he was hurt earlier on in the year and the defense was good and all that. You know, you want to see some form of change. It's something we can latch on to. You know, seeing Donaldson with the same stance was a little, uh, you know, I remember doing his uh, PPP and was like, oh, I'd love, you know, if he had a little bit of a change because he's this hitting expert that had a really tough year. Um, And then it's really unfair because we're getting the videos through the fence and every video I saw of Josh Donaldson was a tough one. Um, (laughs) And, you know, you shouldn't be quantifying that. Because normally you would never even see that, right? Like, that's backfield stuff. Josh Donaldson could literally be seeing pitches instead of, you know, when the tweet comes out, it looks like he just got struck out again. Um, it's a tight, weird time where spring training doesn't, doesn't matter, even Boone's quote on it. Um, and yeah, man, I, 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 rem- I was complimenting yesterday we did, we were talking about the Cleveland Guardians and, and something I kind of fell into that I really liked for them. And they're obviously a very different organization. But it feels like the Yankees have just gotten one step too far from rewarding their players for playing well. Like when Peraza came up, his stats are nice from last year. Like, as Waldo, like... If a guy plays well, even Hicks had a couple heaters. Like, I remember after his bad quotes last year, I think he slumped and then he got hot again. Like, reward guys who play well. It's really tricky with that in spring training because stuff doesn't matter and you've got other pitchers that might be just working on one pitch or something. But I don't know, man. If we come out of spring and I see Peraza, the the Oswalds on the bench with who? On both of them on the bench, one of them is going to be in the minors. 
I mean, in a way, that's smart if you're not going to play them, but they also think they're going to play those guys, so they might not be in the minor. You could see... You can see the kids opening day on the bench, and then that game two, they'll be out there because we know the Yankees handle the first couple games like spring training. But, yeah, I don't know. It just it just sets kind of everything that's nice about the Yankees when we hear the veteran quotes about how being a Yankee is great and Zach Britton loves the daycare and all that stuff. You know, they're almost ignoring another side of the coin that's like, hey, <laughs> if the kids are good, let them play and take care of them. Uh, and maybe you'll do that for a while, so... I don't know, man. When did you know the famous story of Joe of Joe Torrey t- saying that uh, Derek Jeter, it's the opening day shortstop, and Jeter saying I've been given an opportunity to earn that. Um, was that at the end of spring or halfway through? In '96. Yeah, it's just such a famous story. I wish I remembered it right now, but I just feel like. What's more comforting for Peraza right now? Just tell him if, like, if Peraza has the job, they would say it right now or in a week. And they would say, we have all the confidence in the world in Oswald Peraza. He's going to be our opening day shortstop. ICAF's going to support him. Uh, backup role and he'll get his reps too but we love what we've seen in the minors last year and he's got and you would just put your best foot forward with a confidence boost with him not competing in camp but knowing he is that job and pressures off a little bit that's how you would put as a leader as leadership you would put your best foot forward and not like make him sweat it out and and have the risk of starting in the minors be on his mind. And th- and they have time to do that. I don't think it needs to be done right now. I, I, I do think, you know, but, but yeah, if we're getting down to it, like the last day, I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. I think that means they're going to go IKF. Yeah, it's uh, in their heads, it's a safe option. He's the guy who played shortstop for them all last year. And again, the money is a factor. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if you like you know, boosting your confidence and you like, you know, I'm talking about money a lot. Why don't you guys go to DraftKings? Uh, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. NBA action's really picking up, getting back into it. $5 on any pregame money line bet and you get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. They've got their same game parlays. They even got a no sweat same game parlay that if it doesn't hit, you get your bonus bet back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code YANKS. New customers can place $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only DraftKings Sportsbook code YANKS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for them tales. Um, you did mention before you wanted to talk a little catcher, Jimbo. Uh, it's just, it's not pertinent to the uh, 26-man roster, but it's just, uh, they're going down. Uh, position they had a lot of guys at. Uh, Rortvet. Had a rather um, very serious injury. Yeah, so I, I won't. I won't make jokes about him not being uh, real. He they found an aneurysm, I think, in his finger or something like that. So uh, very serious. Very glad they caught that in time and um, were made aware of it. But he is. I don't know how long he's out for. But they don't. They don't either. It, it's going to be I think a they chunk. Said and no hey, baseball activity for a month. We've, and, we've been the number one training. silly Ben Rortfit 
And by the way, some of that's gotten to him, and he actually had some quotes that were like, I've, I've seen it, and it's funny. This isn't funny. This was a very serious no. injury. Amputation was like put on the table, yeah. I guess, for yeah. a second. No, so very, very scary. Yeah, know so that I, we I, are a silly Rort Vet Hive, but we're a Rort Vet Hive. So let's back our yeah. guy. Yes, I uh, I hope he's doing well. That had to be scary as shit, and I feel for him. But but he is out for spring. Um, Higgy's going to the World Baseball Classic, which is a little interesting. Uh, Alejandro Kirk pulled out. Some catchers, I think, and pitchers have been pulling out with this new pitch clock rule and getting into the rhythm and the cadence of it because the World Baseball Clock Classic isn't going to have it. Um, so Higgy's leaving. Wurtvet's out. So that's probably your two and three in reps. Trevino, Higgy, Wurtvet, not in camp. Uh, Austin Wells, who wasn't at AAA last year. I don't know if he was going to be the fourth most reps. I actually don't and, think so. And to be fair, we we were half on board with Higgy going. And when you say he would be the second most reps, I think for this year with Wells, Siegler, and some of the Wurtvet, we were kind of like, okay. Like, Higgy knows what he's getting into. But now... With two injuries, it changes the whole picture. Yeah, and Wells is gone too. And now Wells, he says he wants to be a catcher. He's got an injury. He's going to be out for a little bit, actually, right? It's a bummer for him. It's a rib. I think it's like eight yeah. eight to ten yeah. weeks. That stinks. So it's just, uh, if you're watching spring games uh, and you want to, and you also like prospects and look at the young guys, you have Siegler, who was at AAA last year, and Durafo? What's uh, Rodolfo Duran. Duran, my bad. Bro, uh, Rodolfo, Rodolfo Duran. Siegler and Carlos Narvaez with the walk-off yesterday. Let's go, kid! Maybe he gets reps. Is he going to go to AAA? Um, Siegler hasn't played in AA yet. Just to... Who was at AAA last year? Bro, uh, bro. I think bro, bro got there last year and Wells was gone. And, Dur- be there. and Duran. No, I think Wells was like at some point this year was gonna get there is what is the way people have been talking about him. Yes. Because his bat needs better pitching to face. Yes. Um, played some triple A at the end of last year. He was gonna be like the triple A catcher. So it's just a it's a position where a lot of MLB pitchers, right? So, like, if, like, you're Clay Holmes, you're usually pitching to Higgy, Trevino, or, you know, Rob Brantley, the third, Rortvet. Someone else is getting these reps. So, it's going to be, it's fun for those kids that are going to be, have a chance to impress or show out and have some fun. Rob Brantley with the Blue Jays had to watch him versus our Yankees on that split doubleheader day. It's also a position the Yankees love trading from, and they have a lot. So if any of these young guys do show out. Well, yeah, and I circling on a couple things, um, you know, going back to <laughs> going back to our Ben Rortfett jokes, um, he was 23 years old and played 30 games as a 23-year-old for the Minnesota Twins, and he came over the Yankees, and at the time he was like the two guy. And ever since then, He's been hurt, and Trevino came in and won silver or platinum glove and was an all-star. Um, so, I, you know, our jokes, and he hasn't been healthy, and we'd like to see him because he's supposed to be this ripped-up lefty catcher. Um, man, you got to feel for that guy. He's gone through some weird shit the past couple years. Same thing with Austin Wells. Uh, you know, some of the – a lot of people on Twitter, and it's that time of year, you're drinking the, the Yankee prospect Kool-Aid, and he's got the lefty swing. Um, this really affects him because now – you know, 
if he if things went perfect for him this year, there could have been a chance that we could be talking about some Austin Wells later in the season. Now with this injury, it's almost like I we're not going to see off the like table. he's 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 not going to get his reps in spring. He's not he's going to come into the season cold. So I I just want to put that in the scope of everyone. How like. <laughs> It's a brutal task to, like, A, get to the major leagues and be healthy and be good and have the timeline be right for whatever position you play, which Austin Wells still isn't sure about. Uh, baseball's gnarly, man. Yeah. So Narvaez didn't even play in double-A last year. I thought he got to double-A. Or no, he no. was him and Siegler were high-A. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Gasper played a little bit in double-A. And Duran and Bro got to AAA last year. Yep. So I think Bro then and Duran are the ones that are probably going to get the reps with the relievers and the starters while they're out. Yeah. I mean, how did how did uh, who am I on right now? This is Bro. How did he hit at AAA? Unfair to judge this. Sure. Uh, first. Two months there. But, yeah, that's the catcher position. Left field position, fully up in the air. I think they're going to roll with Hicks there. Um, do you think there's moves to be made? I mean, our guy Joe's McFly texted us this morning, and he was like, dude, Florio's batting ninth? Yeah, we did this. In, in a this spring training game? Bit. Just, like, let him go. He's a guy without options. And 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 um, without options and without faith in his, in his team, I think. Yeah. So, so he is a guy that I would like, uh, if you have a end of spring trade, if there's, he can run down a ball in center field. Um, so if another team wants to take Florio on, you might, you might find a taker there, uh, because he has no options. Is there any other moves? I mean, I'm not talking big moves, uh, because you're, you're, they still wanted it. They, they actively wanted a different left fielder. They were in on Ben Intendi, and and Cashman said they were searching for a left-handed left fielder. They didn't get one, um, and they have a plethora of infielders. Do you think a spring training trade of that caliber is on the table? I don't. Well, we should address, uh, you know, the Dodgers lost Gavin Lux, their shortstop uh, for this season, so people were saying, you know, potentially IKF there. I, I don't think... I don't know what the Dodgers value, so I, I'm not going to speculate on that. And they have some other options, like Miggy Rojas, who we were actually petitioning the Yankees to get him last year to play some shortstop. So, and he, they, like and they he was part did. of the labor trade. Right. Um, so, I don't think so. At this point, with, you know, I, I think 27 days to go, 28 days till, till Yankees are playing a game that matters against the San Francisco Giants... You can't anticipate that. I, I mean, I'll say this, like Trevino came in under the buzzer last year, but that wasn't supposed to be a big move. Um, the The sum of the parts still feels a little off. It, it feels like one of the young guys should have a path to playing time, whether that's the prince who's promised and Anthony Volpe, whether it's Peraza who has done nothing wrong, <laughs> has done nothing wrong. He came up, he yeah. hit. He plays good defense. He's a, he was a top 50 prospect. Uh, as Waldo, like a slightly different path, could play anywhere, but he, he checked the box that the Yankees love. He got to AAA, and he was crushing 
Like, he was crushing pitching. And then at the end of last year, remember the final two weeks? He was, like, the hottest hitter on the team. So, like, I just... They're treating Peraza like Hoy Park. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They're treating him like someone who had a through-the-moon year, and they don't understand why, and they don't fully believe it. Yeah. They don't want somebody to... He's been a top prospect for a while. His whole timeline has been that he's going to be a stud and and he's great with the glove. Like they're treating him like they don't believe in him. And the, the only thing that I'd say outside of Volpe and Dominguez who have been their kids, they treat every kid kind of like that. And it's almost a step too far. Dude, they treat like, the, like even Clark they, the way as Waldo and Peraza, how they're treated should be completely flipped. It's almost like the guys that have high value and and the scouts and and everybody loves they are so hesitant like we don't believe in them and the guys that are like yeah he didn't know he wasn't a top prospect but he's been playing good lately like as waldo they're like fuck it go out there what's to lose pump it let's find out yeah i i they're almost scared of their guys getting exposed i guess because then they would lose their value and the yankees do like to trade their prospects I don't know, man. I, I wish there was a clearer path for any of those three. And right now it's just not there. So to have that happened, it would have to be <laughs> Hicks, Donaldson, or IKF. And from seeing that last lineup and just not being able to anticipate them doing something, uh, it's tough to picture. I, I, I will say, and again, just going from other teams around the league, we've seen the Padres become one of the biggest spending teams in baseball. Um, the Mets traded away James McCann, who had a contract and wasn't kind of achieving for them. And I think they did it. With, didn't they do it with another guy last year? Didn't they just cut someone Cano. who was getting real money? Cano. Like, the Yankees kind of need to look in the mirror and either have a proud moment or a not proud moment and admit something. Or I, I laughed. I had someone DM me on Instagram. I, I should look it up. And I, I haven't responded, so now I feel worse. But they were like, hey, you're probably not going to see this, but Joey Gallo signed a one-year $11 million deal. Like, the Twins wanted to take that chance on him because he at least played defense last year. If the Yankees ate half a Donaldson, is there, like, a similar thing there? Like, he played good defense at third base and it'd be a one-year $10 million contract? Kind of. I don't see it happening at all, though. And I don't think... You know, we talk about prospects. There's other factors at play. We talk about prospects not having value. <laughs> I mean, those guys are in the negative right now, uh, except the Yankees view them as... The Yankees think IKF is a positive, where we don't we don't know where other teams stand on it, especially for $6 million. Um, I know, you know, Jose Iglesias is a free agent, and he still plays an okay shortstop, and I think he hit 291 last year. Like... I, I just, I don't see it happening, and I think something should happen. It's one of those three I've mentioned for a while now. It's one, <laughs> I got the three prospects, and I got the three vets. And I think one needs, one of the vets shouldn't be in the way. But they are. I, I agree with you, but what are you going to, I mean, I don't know. It's... It's very confusing, and I think just prepare yourselves to not be. I don't know, man. You got to give me one of the three, right? I 
Is that not? Um, and it seems very easily. Didn't we do this all last year? Dude, but the to problem is. To get the is, kids ready this, for this year? And they are? Every the time prob- I watch Volpe, it's a highlight. Peraza's prob- only no, hit. But the problem is, Jake, if it's the whole left side, right? Whole left side. Both of them. If it's the whole Both left side, and we're saying give us fresh blood at one of the three positions. Who has the most value to the team out of the three of the incumbent guys? It's IKF. You think so? Are you saying trade value? No. Like in the lineup. On the team? Everyday presence. It is because he does have a different style. He can steal bases. Um, I'd say Hicks has an argument for that. He can switch hitting and on base percentage. He's been with the team. He can play. He can play every outfield position. I mean, Donaldson is only around for money because DJ's defense doesn't fall off a cliff at third. Not nearly as bad as better than I thought last year. If he was making half the money, it'd be so easy. It's such a fucked up puzzle. All right. Sir, I'm just not seeing the same like fear around what we've seen with the usage on IKF this off this spring. And either way, we can be proven wrong in a week. And I'm curious to see how they how it changes when Glaber goes. But Glaber's played three games at second base. The very first one was IKF. Since then, it's been Peraza. I'm uh, so I'm I'm. I'm, I'm going to keep watching that, but they've paired them up and Boone yesterday when they asked if that was the opening of the day lineup, he said, well, Glaber would be in the mix. <laughs> so I, I I have to assume that Glaber has one position. It's second base. And two out of the three games he's played, it's been Peraza with him at short. With that said, they haven't played IKF at a different spot yet, and I need to see that, and maybe they're waiting for Glaber to go, and it's been a week, so. You sound so young and hopeful. Full of life. You sound like you didn't watch the Yankees last year. I laid last night. Um, I mean, the status quo is that ICAF's the starter. He started last year. Until uh, but he's there, not those, the starter, there's he's more, the starting shortstop. There's more signs of it not than ever, which isn't a lot. I would bet I would on say him playing how bad way more than year, I need. Like how awful he was last year, and then they called up the young short. Like there were signs last year. They just refuse to see him, but you're right. I'm, Those would be the, the arguments against the arguments for hope. Jeff that. Nelson said like at best right now, I think they platoon shortstop. Yeah. No matter, no matter what, like the answer is, even if it is Peraza is the starter, we're still going to see IKF more than we should. He'll also play at least twice a week. And we haven't seen him play a different spot yet, and I got to see that. Two two big but. factors that we haven't talked about yet. Um, we haven't seen an injury in the infield or outfield, which that would change. That would change every dynamic instantly. Um, and uh, the other thing that could be happening with you know a little a little sprinkle of sunshine. We've been wondering all off season: is there gonna be the quote that we look back at? The Gio Urshela is the shortstop. Um, you know, th- those guys, it was the short and spring training lockout. They did show up at Yankees camp. Are the Yankees still having a p- p- poker face? Um, because 
That would be the only. <laughs> I got beeps with that. That would be the only. Are the Yankees still pretending that IKF is a starting shortstop or Donaldson's their starting third baseman? So that they're, when a trade does develop, they can get themselves the next Clayton Beater. Maybe. I don't know, man. Uh, th- but you can't believe that. Well, they don't give you enough information, then they kind of get upset with you when you <laughs> want more information. It's like, That's well, you guys are very keeping everything close. Like, this is the least amount of knowledge on a on a starting group we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we yeah. do have it. Or maybe and that's but, the problem. But then they should announce it yeah. and give those players the confidence boost to have it. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. So let's final thing as we as we check off the box. They catcher is catcher, and they said that right, right. They didn't say it's a platoon or whatever. They said it's Tre- Trevi's the starter. Yeah, Rizzo. Yep. Second base. They've kind of said Glaber's the starter, but there's also an asterisk there. Shortstop, we've done it nauseum. There's nothing there. Third base, they've said Josh Donaldson. Have they said he's the starter? Or you'd be nuts to not expect him to bounce back? Or think With what they've said, back? they've been the closest to saying Donaldson's the starter than anyone else. It sounds Bader like- has a starting job. Judge has a starting job. They Stanton said DJ's bouncing job. around, so that's so kind I don't know. of the I answer mean, to maybe, that. Maybe, we're just, maybe we just want to ignore some of the infield stuff, but I don't know. It's don't the know. same thing as last year, and it just it felt like they were going to change it, and they have That's what I'm saying. They, right now, until they do different things and say different things right. and say, Peraz is our starter, he's going with it, or this is this, this is this, it, it, then we're just doing the same thing, which they won a lot of regular season games last year. They did this, but if you take Judge out of the lineup who had a historic year, um, then there was – like a lot of sour parts to line up year round, not just postseason failure in this in the CS. There was parts that were trouble spots all year, and right now we're we're doing the same dance. And you just you have the chance as the Yankees to, with your chest, announce you're not going to do that same dance again. And they're not; they haven't done it yet. There's still time. They haven't done it yet. They'd have to admit they were wrong on something. And I don't know. It, that's that's not their strength. Yeah. Nor mine. But I don't run the Yankees yet. Um, let's see. Hey, maybe we'll be sprinting to the mics in the middle of Blitzball Battle. Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm in the owner's suite. They're down there working on stuff. I can hear them. Can yeah. you guys not hear them? Because that's great news. It's very loud down there. We're okay. I haven't heard anything. Nice. All right. Well, we got to go rip eight PPPs, so I think that's the episode. Love you guys. Tell them, Jim's grandma. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.